Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Good. Echo right now. It's pretty awesome. Do you? Oh, I can't hear it on my end, so we're golden. Can't. Okay, that's no. good. Listen, everybody, U.S. just beat Canada in penalties. No, you're good. Keep going. I can't keep going because it keeps echoing in my ear. So really? I'm going to drop off, Keith. Okay. You're gonna, you're I'll gonna take, take over. over, and I'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, Jimmy. Sounds good. That Woo! sounds like the, the U.S. men's national team's performance tonight. It's just like, uh, I'm going to jump off here for the first uh, 120, and then I'll uh, come back here in penalties. But uh, we're going to get into it quite a bit. Uh, one of the worst, I, you know, I, I go back to Saudi Arabia and, and Japan as like a really disappointing time for me. Losing to the Netherlands, that's a crapshoot. Do I think we could have done better? Absolutely. But those games in the lead-up made me really nervous about going into the World Cup. But this one, for me, was absolutely horrible. It lacked fight. It lacked punch. It lacked just creativity. It lacked just some of that, uh, I don't know, energy of what it means to, to, to wear the crest. Now, we'll get to the end where we saw what it meant to wear the crest when it really came down to it. I'm not going to excuse the performances, but the U.S. advances. So hopefully Jimmy comes back here um any moment he's gonna pop back into the show but i will say that it, this was, it was just, <laughs> oh, okay he's back he's back <laughs> what's up everybody i'm sorry about that i had an echo in my ear and i just couldn't concentrate yeah it, it was, was kind of like fault, when i'm listening but, to yeah. chuck it's like when i'm listening to chuck chuck's <laughs> not here by the way but uh you said that was the most abysmal performance of all time. I'm trying to catch your sentences. Yeah, <laughs> I basically, I, I said, I said, uh, I, went, I went back to Japan and, and, and Saudi Arabia games where I was like, kind of like first time in a long time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not where I want to be personally as a group, as a connection point. Before that was obviously 2018 failures where I like 
You know, like I was like, having heart palpitations in this game because the game was so bad that it was the first time in a long time with the national team, Jimmy, where I was like, I don't actually know. And I don't know where, where it's going to come from. It's not going to come from ideas. It's not going to come from creativity. And I was just hoping like, hopefully at some point, representation of the crest matters. When it really comes down to it, we'll get, you know, we'll get through this game. We'll address it. We'll get better and hopefully improve for the semifinals. But for a lot of that today, I was like, I don't think we're going to get out of this game. Okay, we're no, going to have to look at this failure. Okay, okay. Where are your expectations? Are, are they based in reality or are they based on, on, on something else? Because I look at this game and what I'm most pissed about, and by the way, if neither one of us mentioned the score and you're just like, what, what was the score? Uh, it was 0-0. It's like the 89th minute. Brandon Vasquez made it 1-0. Then they scored a penalty to make it 1-1. We went into extra time. They went up 2-1. Then we tied it 2-2 on a, a tremendous own goal. And then we won in penalties because Matt Turner's an absolute beast. And, and now we're moving on to the semifinals. So we should have probably started there. But but I, I, I'm curious, not just you, but for everybody, like what were your expectations? For me, I think what I'm most pissed about, though, to get back to that point, was that we had six days to prepare for this game. And, and it didn't show. And that is what's frustrating to me. It, it's not even like – I guess what frustrates me is it, – it, there's only so much a coach can do. BJ, Greg, Jose Marino, Pep Guardiola. It's only so your players still have to go out there and and execute when they see certain things develop in a game. And what I got disappointed with today, especially in the first half, was just Canada's very good at sitting in a block, very organized, right? And if you go from left back to left center back, left center back to right center back, right center back to right back, and that's your passing sequence, like you're just you're not moving anybody. You're not breaking them down. You're playing ultimately into their hands. And then when we had chances to go forward and take the ball into space, we'd elect to pull it back and play safe. And I, that, that is what pisses me off the most. Like you're not going to make the A team for the U.S. men's national team if you're just playing safe the whole time. Now, I did like it when Busio would take that space. If you're going to unbalance a team that has that type of organization like Canada is going to have and are, and are now – known for that i'd say their identity is a little bit more into that under john herdman then you have to take your advantages when they come and i just thought we were slow to do that slow to recognize it we finally faced a team that was going to sit and be just good in the middle of the field good in the lower like they just knew what they were doing they have an idea of how they want to play on both sides of the ball and they weren't fun to watch either but at least they're a little bit more organized on the defensive side so so i guess i'm getting back that's that's a little bit of my context of where i'm coming from but but when, when we say it's bad, okay, I, I get that. We're, we're walking into players that don't play as much. But we had that much time to train, and, and that was almost one of our worst performances. That's what kind of pisses me off the most. Yeah. We had that much time together, and that's where my expectations come from. Honestly, though, uh, other than fatigue, Jimmy, towards the end, I don't, I don't want to train for a week in a Gold Cup. No, I don't either. Like, I, I, I want to get, I want to have the four day schedule and get, keep me. That's going. what they had. Like, that's what they had. Yeah. And and not that's not an excuse because a week is better because you get more time off, you get more time, you go through the periodization plan where you get a really couple of intense trainings where you can compete. But uh, actually, Alex, if you could throw that back the starting lineup, let's start there because I agree with you. There was no quality in the first half. There was no pace to the game. There was no rhythm. There was no courage to create a rhythm and want the ball in tight spots and play the game quickly and really start to earn space on the field. At no point did it look like we were ready to earn space on the field. And you know with every minute, Jimmy, that played directly into the way that Canada wants to play. They didn't want the game to settle do you, in. Do you yes, remember? There was we, a, okay, wait, I just want to, I want to insert this because I think it's important. Do you remember we played Canada in Canada in World Cup qualifying? Yeah. We were, we were not good in that game. And, and 
it felt like we were timid in that game and we played into Canada's hands. They punched us in the face early, but like, completely different. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But a completely different team or a quote unquote, a team in that one. And, mm -hmm. and there were still similar themes that we saw no matter who was on the field because of what Canada was doing. I just want to give Canada a shout out yeah. because I thought they were organized and they were ready Canada to fight. They were to ready to fight. They were ready they to fight. to go through. They to be honest, I feel, I feel they were hard done on this one. I thought that they played the game plan as the underdog going into this game and, and did really, really well. But I don't want their performance to be considered so good that it made the U.S. play bad. I get that. There was I so many that. bad performances. I think, sure. again, I think the starting lineup was, was off again when you look at that. I don't know where Julian well, Gressel just ahead. popped. I don't know where Julian Gressel just popped into the conversation as a starter in our national team. Okay, but that, I but do that, think starting, he's good on, that that starting lineup was almost it's like one player off what we we, we predicted is only yeah, but I, no it no and Zendejas. I I thought you had Zendejas in your starting team. No, I don't have a Zendejas as a starter. In, I didn't want in, to see in, him. I, th in, I thought I think yeah. he'd be the one to be taken out, like, but I wasn't surprised that BJ okay, started. Okay, but fair enough. You give him an, you give him another chance, <laughs> right? And he was so poor today. I thought Gressel was poor. I thought Jalen Neal had a bad first half. Got exposed again a couple times in the second half. Passing was decent. Opened up a few moments for us. Learning experience for the young young kid. I'll give a, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I thought the rest of the players, when it came down to it, were poor, and 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 poor in in what I what I mean by poor is not just a matter of like oh you didn't connect passes. It's just we're supposed to be entering this era where we have enough quality where individual players can get out of tight spaces. Get, solve problems on their own and then collectively as a group be able to solve problems and, and things right and I other once the game opened up yeah there was some some things happening with players who I thought were far better towards the end of basically the game and, and into stoppage time where the game gets big and everybody's playing on on heavy legs but I was just really disappointed um across the board I was disappointed with Jesus Ferreira I was disappointed with Miles Robinson I was disappointed with uh Mihailovic I, there was times where Mihailovic didn't even get the ball and and for long periods and and to me it's really hard. And Jimmy, you know this. We've talked about this a lot. And it's one of the things I'll give Bob Bradley credit for that he said to me, which is like, you need enough guys on your team having good games for you to win any sure. game, right? Sure, sure. And this was a night where there wasn't enough guys having good or quality games. And it just got worse and worse and worse in terms of uh, ideas, in terms of creativity, in terms of confidence. And it slowly and slowly played more and more into Canada's hands, which uh, ultimately put us into a really bad spot. Having said that, Jimmy, having said all of this, I thought the team played horribly today. Having said that, this team's going on to the semifinals. And you can say whatever you want, Jimmy. You've been in those games. I've been in these types of games, whether at club or international level. And it is a big deal to be able to find a way out of things on a really tough day because normally the world doesn't have that kind of uh, vibe for you. You know, you play bad, you get yeah, beat. Yeah. And in this one, they got one last chance to figure it out. Going into the semifinals, they'll have a very good Panama squad. Panama squad that they'll yeah, play Panama's against. Panama's looking good, but but they they're going to get that. This is their final final chance. They were able to grind out of that because Matt Turner stood on his head, you know. And they should have been able to close out the game. They didn't. They got warning after warning. Somehow we got out of this, but these performances, BJ is going to have to take a look at the starting lineup. I was disappointed that Roldan didn't start. He was one that I've I've liked. People hate him. But with regard to this group and this national team and when he's been on the field in this Gold Cup, he was one that I thought had earned, earned some time. I know Gressel's good at putting the ball into dangerous spots and things like that, but he's a player a that I think is taker as well. Good step yeah, piece taker. Yeah, that's what I mean. Putting the ball into good spots, getting the ball in front of the goal in theory, right? But he's right. also a player that I had basically conceded that 
Bring him off the bench. He's good. Cade Cowell, bring him off the bench. You see the things that he can do when the game opens up a little bit and he's not forced to make the game himself, right? Far more impactful. I wouldn't go to the next game and say start Cade Cowell because I think he's struggled in this Gold Cup. But I, I guess what I'm saying is this was an opportunity for a lot but, of guys but, to step up. We knew sure. it was going to be close. We knew it was going to be close. No, it was no, not going to be a blowout. I didn't expect Ferreira to have a hat trick or Vasquez to come in and dominate or like any of these types of things. that We knew it was going to be close, but it was so poor in so many moments that I have trouble pinpointing a single player that I can say, wow, they 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 proved themselves tonight. Or, <laughs> Matt uh, Turner. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But, Matt Turner, but obviously he's Matt Turner. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I mean, I mean, so let, let's... Also, Jimmy, try... real quick, before we go, yeah. before we go any further, sure. the other thing that I think was a massive thing for this team that played, again, directly into Canada's hands, halftime scraps that went into the locker room that made it personal for Canada. Right again. I think Canada should have won this game. I think Canada deserved to come out of this somehow, some way, going on to the semifinal. And the halftime scrap where we got caught up in it—I don't know what happened, but I don't know if you saw Jimmy. But it went from the half, it went from the field. Literally, there's videos of them in the tunnels just scrapping, like full, full, like 20, 30 person, like that yeah, yeah. wave of like whatever. Those are, my, and, those are my favorite parts of the game, to be honest. I yeah, they are. But you know, Jimmy, when you are the ones that are are are, are not in great form, you are playing into a team. That literally came to life a year ago or a year and a half ago with the chip on its shoulder of everybody wrote us off. You know, we're going to punch back now. We're tired of being bullied. And I think that played into the fight of saying, hey, you know what? Well, These guys are making it personal. Let's Herd, make it, Herdman, let's make it Herdman was already building that narrative five days ago, right? Well, why, that's my point is why give yeah. them we – get, we, we continue to feed them more. Um, and I'm not saying don't – I'm not saying play soft on the field or don't go into the challenges because you should. But all I'm saying is that those types of things are, are I think, a mental edge – to a team that lives and dies by the mental side of the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, I agree they, with that. They, they, I mean, no, no, died, no. but like, <laughs> I know I, I hear you. I, I think what's interesting, you know, you and I have discussed this. I don't know how, when the last time we said this on the pod, but we need, you need what the majority of you guys playing at a seven or eight out of 10 to win a game. Yeah. And we found a way to win with, with a lot of guys that were what fours and fives, maybe fours, um, fours and fives. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that that the definitely speaks to something, and I think there were moments where you could say, "I really like the decision making from Gianluca Busio, for instance. He found himself in the box a lot tonight. He found himself like in areas. Him. I'll give I'm him not, the credit for tonight. Yeah. Listen, he he was, he, he was trying to drive the game a little bit in a way that we needed, and it felt like at times. And and I want to make sure this is very clear for everybody listening or watching. It's not always the responsibility of the player on the ball to have to solve these problems by themselves. They need support options. They Run need people to pop up in certain ways. Yes. And so to get back to what I, my little rant uh, earlier on, if you have a player and, and I was looking at uh, Dewan Jones in the first half in particular, he wouldn't even look up at Zendejas. Like he just get the ball and he was playing back to Jalen Neal. Mm -hmm. And, and when you are, you've been on the field enough, Heath, that, that, if your teammates know that you're not even looking forward, they're not even going to go support you. And then it becomes this snowball effect where, okay, Dewan Jones does want to play forward. Everybody's like, what the hell are you doing, man? You've been playing backwards the whole time. Why am I going to, now you need me to support, you know? So I just thought we were a little off in that type of stuff. So when Bustio gets the ball and so, you know what, I'm going to break the line and break the lines in midfield with running and try to do something. And then, it just, I was disappointed for him because he'd get himself in a good spot. He draws somebody from the back line towards him. And then you just have Julian Gressel standing out wide. 
Like you didn't actually end up shifting anybody once he makes this little simple pass. And you could see Bustio going, well, shit, man. Like, I, I don't know. I guess we drove, we got the ball farther down the field, but it's not leading. It's not dangerous. It's not leading into that next domino to fall. Mm-hmm. And and does Ferrer need to pop up in those pockets? Does he need, like our angles felt a little bit off uh, the, the supporting of the ball. And, and it just, it comes down to timing. And, and that's why you do passing patterns in practice. That's why you work on team shape on both sides of the ball and so on and so forth. And that's what I'm most pissed about. Cause we had this type of performance after having six days to work on this mm-hmm. stuff. Had it been just like, Hey, you know, they played two days before and we're just throwing these guys out there. I think I'd have been a little bit more okay with how disjointed it was, but because we had so much time to prepare and because BJ, right, we're trying to evaluate him as a coach and, and I'm mm-hmm. sure MLS teams are looking, Hey, dude, is this a guy that we want to consider to be a head coach? And, and, and does Greg, Hey, do we want to keep him on the staff or whatever it is? This was his best time to, to really line it up and get guys going and organized. And it was flat. And, and I don't know what you felt coming out of the second half. It felt like there was a little bit more urgency, but the game changed when we put on our subs. I mean, that's when mm-hmm. it changed and it felt yeah. like, these guys, because you've been on the bench before, all of a sudden you, you're watching, you think, okay, if I get into this game, I can do X, Y, or Z. I, I can see where I could have an impact on the team. And obviously when you're an attacking player, uh, that changes a lot because you have more influence on how the game's going to go going forward. I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I fully I just, agree. No, no, I, I, look, I blacked out there right there. What did I there even was say? A, I no, I think, I think the, subs, the subs that came in made, made all the difference. And I, I know we want to see what BJ's made of. I think he got the starting lineup wrong. I think he got the subs right. I think well, they got well, okay. the energy well, What in. would you have done differently? And it then? came down. What do you mean? Well, starting lineup. What, what, what would have been your starting lineup then? You haven't given well, it a I, I would have had Roldan on, and I wouldn't have started Zendejas. Um, I, I, yeah, I was, that was my first one, and, and then Charlie kind of talked me out of it. But I, 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 I could Zendejas, be wrong. Maybe, like, I, maybe I did have him in my lineup. But like he was one that I, at least in this tournament, I was like kind of – I just – yeah, I, I get it you. because he's got experience. I get it, but like I'm just not seeing the impact right now. No, That's, I that, get it. And, I get it. And over a series of of moments, but for me, when I see the subs come on, I think they made a big difference, and and I think it was really important to see that. Now, looking at BJ, this team went through. You can say all you want. Who <laughs> who who were we more critical of? BJ today, who I think maybe had a few choices wrong because he trusted in players that I don't think performed well. The whole team didn't play well. That's not all on him. You can't make every player turn up, right? You put out the team, and you still want to have a few of these guys stand stand up and and, and be leaders. I thought Busio actually did that really well today. He even looked bigger and stronger, I'm, I'm and saying, more. Pres- I'm saying in, in moments, like I mean, yeah. yeah overall, I'd say over the, the team probably had a four or five level, but there were moments where guys did do certain yeah. things that you expected from them at times, and and obviously you want to stack those up and build something that's a little bit more positive. And and uh, and you know, Vasquez comes on, holds the ball up, but then he loses one. And then, you know, then he scores, you know, and, and it's super funny how it all works out. But whatever, we're in the semifinals. Listen, listen, we're going to take our first break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we're going to talk about this some more because we can't help ourselves. So don't go anywhere. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, 
roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese, Conradinho Conrad, alongside the Heartbreak Kid, Hollywood Heath Pierce, and not Charlie Davies. <laughs> we don't even know if he's real anymore. But, uh, and we're talking U.S. Canada. U.S. beats Canada in penalties after a pretty thrilling uh, 2-2 result after it was 0-0 after 89 minutes. But we found ourselves having a pretty exciting game into extra time as well. And now the U.S. take on Panama in the semifinals. Mexico is going to take on Jamaica. That is a tasty one. That was one I was looking forward to, and that should be very, very good. We will get back into the U.S. game, Heath, but let's let's talk about Panama because they lit up Qatar four <laughs> zero. Yeah, and I got that it, one wrong, Jimmy. Sorry about that. I got that prediction wrong. Hopefully, nobody placed a bet on that. But I, I was like, I still fight I like they Panama. did against Mexico. Uh, yeah, you had Panama. Yeah, Chuck had Panama. Ismael Diaz scored the fastest hat trick in Gold Cup history. Three goals in nine minutes. He is a hand crushed by, and, their, and, by, by their fans. By the yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you can't even. He should have had six though. In fairness, he was he had that type of, he, he had some he had some clear cut chances and missed those too. But he got three, and uh, they are going to be tough. And I think of the teams I've seen so far in the Gold Cup, Heath, their identity feels pretty clear, and I feel like that uh, kind of speaks to yeah. their manager and what they're trying to do. But you know, once you start to play a team that's a little bit more organized, we saw it tonight. It, it all of a sudden, you know, when you went back to back game six zero, and then you play a team uh, yeah. that that's organized, it's just like, wait a second, <laughs> why isn't this as easy as it was before? Yeah, I, I will say this, Jimmy, about about Panama is that I think the U.S. and we've said it before about Canada, we've said it about uh, even Jamaica, and the way that the U.S. matches up, it's a game of margins between those teams, right? Against the Panama and against some of the other, I think, Central American styles of play, the U.S. kind of like, uh, I think, matches up better in other ways where we're going to be exposed in some ways. And then I think that there's more clear ways of which we can uh, exploit, right? Because Panama is going to try to play against the U.S. They're going to try to right, they're gonna try right, to play the right. game a certain way. They're going to be physical, but they're going to try to play a certain way. And it's going to be a little bit of a who's going who's gonna to win the, the midfield battle, like it's a little bit more of like winning positions mm-hmm. on the field and, and executing in moments of vulnerability versus I think Canada, which is, I was talking to Marcelo Balboa actually about this the other day. And, and he was saying like, I was like, you know, what, who do you think against Canada, us or Canada? He's like, it, I have no idea because it is margins between these players, right? The quality, the names on the back of the shirts, it is just c- comes down to like the smallest of margins of quality. These are mostly, or uh-huh. by and large, all MLS starters or or around that, right? And and it's a game of margins when you put it together into a package. Having said that, the U.S. played horribly, but I think against Panama, <laughs> the U.S. And, and I didn't think Canada played great either. But at least like we can say that they, I don't know, made it hard for the U.S. as the favorites. But um, Panama, I think, will give us some headaches. But I do think 
we have we we have a turning point. A lot of lessons learned for some of the young players in our team. No excuses. I've had plenty of bad performances in my career. They should have that discussion. And they right now there's somebody in in a lab just chopping up Jalen <laughs> Jalen Neal's mistakes, chopping up Matt Miazga that he crossed his body to try to block that shot, and then going back and saying, you know what, that could have been that was his fault. However, Miazga's got a. Miaska's got to dress. Uh, listen, listen. I know that I heard Landon Donovan say it on television. I hear you say it now. He got his feet no. crossed up. He needs to go address the ball like 15 yards earlier. Not, oh, not, no, no. Okay. not drift into the box. I, before. Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay, so I just, I, I, I'm, I'm as, totally a, with as the resident center back of Insaka, we trust. Yeah. Miaska can't drop off like that and then and then give Schaffelberg that much space to, poten- to potentially allow what happened. I agree. But if you take He's the play back, just address it earlier. Or, or Ferreira's got a foul. Yeah, exactly. You take the play back. Ferreira was there to make a play, and he just lunged that air instead of just go back and take the foul, yeah, yeah, like make yeah, the play. Yeah, and that yeah. was the pivotal moment. Like that, I was Jimmy. I was writing and rewriting my tweet of just basically saying this is on Ferreira in that moment. That you is a foul. guy who's been in big games. He's yeah. been in those types of moments. Yeah, I don't care if you're not having a good match going forward or if you can't score. Your right back got pulled out of position. You're there to make the play. Make yeah. the play. And I was like right. livid about that because it's the smallest details in a knockout round. You want to do that against St. Kitts or whatever and just be like, ah, my guy's got it. Uh, that's fine. But you know how it is. Generally, when you break down any play and they run it back, there's a series of errors that lead to the goal. It's very rarely the last play where it's like, oh, I hit a deflection and scored. Like that was one of three things or four yeah, things right. that went wrong. Right, right, right. And and there was a uh, those things need to be be fixed for sure. For sure, for sure. All right. So obviously a lot to talk about with regard to our team and then preparing for Panama as well. And I look forward to doing that preview show for everybody that enjoys uh the content that we bring to you. Uh, now in the other semifinal or the other two quarterfinals, Mexico beat Costa Rica 2-0. It took the second half for Mexico to hit the back of the net. There was a Orbelin Pineda scored a penalty in the 52nd minute. Eric Sanchez scored late to seal the deal at 2-0. It's the ninth straight semifinal appearance for Mexico. So they definitely like having success in this tournament. They're unbeaten all time against Costa Rica in the Gold Cup. Six wins and three draws. And then in the other one, Jamaica 1-0. Mari Bell gets the winner in the second half as well for Guatemala. Guatemala, I thought they... They played well, man. I was excited for them the whole tournament. I mean, I thought they went straight at Jamaica. Andre Blake had to make a couple good saves to, to yeah. preserve the, the clean sheet Dude. and get the result. And you know what? Damari Gray, too. I, I feel like Jamaica's always been a couple players away from, from really unlocking their full potential. And I think Damari Gray has been an incredible piece. He is a hell of a player. And, and if they do end up winning this tournament or having a great run, which is looking like, they, you know, semifinals, fine. But if they can yeah. get past Mexico and get into that final, they got to hey. be... Uh, can I, I mean, go ahead. Can I, can I just say about, uh, Guatemala, that's a team that like, <laughs> it's amazing the way that they play and just pulls you apart. And that's the one thing I will say about Jamaica and this one, Jamaica looked really good at times. They've got some unbelievable players at times. They were really, really disciplined, but other times they allowed that game to get wide open. And, and that's what the U.S. needed to figure out against Canada is just get the game open on them, right? Earn some space right, somewhere right. on the field to be able to play. Speed the game up, slow the game down. Play over the top, come underneath. Like, just have a variation in some patterns of play. And Jamaica have some undiv- individually and collectively throughout the game, some, some amazing sequences. But Guatemala, they've got some really tidy players on the ball. And... I feel like they had their moments too to be able to potentially keep that game alive or at least go into it to, to extra time. But they're a team that like they spread you out and they 
They sort of hedge a little bit, leave a few players forward. And if you don't figure out how to punish them, they spring out and there's like five guys already ready to go at you. And they gave they gave Jamaica some headaches. Um, and that's something Jamaica's going to have to figure out just in terms of that transitional game. Um, and that's where I think the U.S. has a little bit more balance and discipline over time uh, when you play against teams that want to open you up or maybe not be as disciplined going forward because, you know, in mm-hmm. in in exchange of that, they're going to leave players up and we're going to keep that balance. So that's what I'm hoping they come out with against Panama. But I couldn't tell you how the U.S. is going to play against Panama. But yeah, Guatemala, really, really good. I think, and I said it to a friend, they might have an outside shot at doing some some damage in World Cup qualifying, knowing that it's an expanded yeah, sure. Um, you know, sure. I'd be excited and, for them. They've never qualified yeah. for a World Cup before, so it'd be very, very exciting for them. All right, so the semifinals are set. Both of these games are going to happen on Wednesday, July 12th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern will be USA-Panama, and then Jamaica-Mexico will be right after that. 30 minutes after that game ends, Jamaica-Mexico will kick off. The final will be this Sunday, July 16th, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. This Final Four is pretty good. Panama's look good. Jamaica, Mexico, U.S., obviously the probably the biggest names in the tournament, or uh, with all due respect to Canada, who who uh, got eliminated by us, <laughs> unfortunately. In terms of form, you'd almost have to say maybe what, Jamaica and Panama, if you just go by form, would be the ones that would book their ticket to the final? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would certainly certainly say that if if to be fair, I mean, if, Mexico has been Mexico has been if, okay too. I agree, but if 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 and Mexico want to do the same thing that Guatemala did, and I saw some holes in Jamaica's, like n- not o- over ninety minutes, Jamaica were really good, but when they were vulnerable and they were pulled at like five players going forward, five players staying back, they looked exposed at times and that's where Mexico will just chew you up. And yeah, they're not the Mexico of the past and they're not, you know, clinical in the few chances that they get or the many chances that they get uh, as of right now. But I, I, it's hard for me to write that off, but I certainly think U S plays like this again, they lose to Panama for sure. If, if uh, I don't expect that, I don't expect Mexico. I don't expect that either, but based on where we're at, the players and the performances we put out technically, Jimmy, our best team, and our best team of all those players outside of Busio and Turner, I'm having trouble going. Who really showed us something to be like a lock starter for the next game above some of the others that maybe come off came off the bench? I think it, right, I think right, this game right. may have caused some headaches for BJ. And so I think looking at the performances of this tournament up till now, I go back to the U.S. against Jamaica, the U.S. against uh, Canada, and these two they're two big games, the only big games they've been poor. So I've got to I've got to give an edge to Panama, and then on the flip side, Mexico. Uh, okay throughout. But Jamaica, to me, again, you watch their attack. You watch the quality of players they have. You look at the combination play. You see their comfort on the ball. You see other other details of their game. I think you're right. I, th- I think that might be – might be, I, it makes me sick to my stomach saying that. But, like, yeah, might be a Jamaica-Panama final. So so Jamaica-Mexico have played – well, they've obviously played a lot. But in the last three games, 1-1 in the Nations League back in June uh, of last year. And then in World Cup qualifying – or maybe it was this year, but World Cup qualifying. Um, it was 2-1 to Mexico in both games, but they had both had to score really late in both of those. So so, so there's something about Jamaica that causes Mexico some headaches, and I'm curious to see now with the additions of Damari Gray, a little bit of confidence, maybe a little bit more uh, organization in different ways, if they can get past a, a Mexican team that seems to have found an identity under their own interim manager. So that'll be a, a fun one to watch again. How did really they do, by the way, in qualifying? I think they the, uh, Mexico Who, got a Jamaica? late goal against Jamaica at Azteca. 
Yeah, it was uh, an 89th was the minute. Hit, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then in Jamaica, was that a draw as well? No, no. It was um, – they got like a kind of crappy red card against in Jamaica, and it was 1-1 at the time. Then Alexis Vega scored like in the 80 – definitely 83rd, 84th minute. I remember watching that one going – Mexico got so lucky uh, to get oh, out of yeah. there with with the three ten points. Men, yeah, I guess ten. Yeah, minutes, and then yeah. it was one one. I thought two goals under, after the eightieth minute. Yeah, yeah. Diego Coca. I feel like they just had a Nations League one one. That was like one of Diego Coca's first jobs in charge. I don't. I, I might be talking out of my butt, which is more what Chuck does than I do. <laughs> Chuck taking strays today. Where is Chuck? He's but, sleeping but, okay. already. That's why. Yeah, he's probably sleeping. So so producer Alex wants us to let everybody know that Matt Turner has now saved fourteen of the 29 penalties he's faced in his career, which is pretty crazy. And that's not even like penalty shootouts. That's just like the one-offs that you have in games. I wonder what it would look like in penalty shootouts because he he saved two more tonight. I mean, the guy's a beast in goal. Would you call him your man of the match for the U.S. if we if we had to designate that person, Heath? Or do you have somebody yeah, else? I wanted, to give it, I wanted to give it to or, Vasquez, or, or, but clearly they didn't want him to have it because yeah. he, he got, he got maybe the own, maybe own goal gets uh, yeah. the best player for us. Yeah. That was a tidy finish. Yeah. Uh, but Busia found himself in a good spot and, and uh, you he know, was. you got to, and I thought I, again, I, I think he's, he's been, you know, a player that's fallen off the map and a player that I thought, you know, at times wasn't as impactful in the national team as I had hoped. But I, again, when I look at his game, I always saw him as a little bit like sort of frail, right? A little bit more Pirlo like. Not going to get into the challenge, not scrappy, yeah, some sure, of these sure. types of things. But I think he's added some elements to his he game. He has the same body Going. type as Pirlo, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, but like he's, he seems more up for a scrap, up for a fight, up for like taking over some moments, being physical, holding the ball with the game to his back and things like that. So he would be my, my, my secondary one. But yeah, it's got to, it's got to go to Turner um, for me in this one. I just, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so let's kind of pick apart, like kind of go line by line a little bit here. Okay, what do you do, Miles Robinson? I haven't seen him be this, let's say, uncertain because I thought you know, at any times I'd, I'd seen him previous, he just he looks pretty locked down. You know, I mean, there's like a there's a certain steadiness to him that I really like about his game, and and it's like, hey, okay, I put this guy in my team, I know exactly what I'm going to get, and today it just felt like there was some vulnerability there that I hadn't seen from him in, in a while. Jalen Neal, though. Do you, do you young player not surprised that there's there's a couple couple downs here, but but yeah. do you roll him out for the next one or do you go with Miazga? I'm not a Miazga fan. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Miazga fan either. I just think yeah. that his game is just a little too neutral for me. There's not something that I see in in the time that he's had in the past and now where he's really elevated to being like either a killer in the air or a killer passer. Like he's solid, but he's solid in the way that I think Aaron Long is solid. I think there's better play. I think Jalen Neal has way better so, pass so, on the ball. He's been getting skinned, by the way, in this in this tournament. Okay, but I, okay. I love it for him because that's going to teach well, us that's, and teach yeah. him a lot. Well, yeah, it should. As long as they don't score. In theory, in theory, <laughs> yeah. it should help him develop quicker. So, so does BJ do the Zendejas route and continue to roll him out and and uh, and kind of just trial by fire and and we sink or swim with however Jalen Neal is going to play and hope that Matt Turner makes any saves based on the mistakes or or yeah. do you go to Someone who's over thirty that's played a little bit. I mean, I would prefer to stay with Jalen Neal and just roll the dice because I'm. I that's what I think this Gold Cup should be for in some capacity. But, but I think I we'll get see, a. Rob, I can I see we'll there be Robinson some reluctance and, uh, now, long. given that Jalen Neal didn't kill it tonight. I could see him going Robinson and Long, but look, Jalen Neal. I think if you look at a few of his passes that break lines, that penetrate things like that. I know on on the broadcast, Alexi was like, "You got to defend first. and I fully agree. I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. But um, 
I'm in the player development game, baby. You know, Same. I am, <laughs> you didn't get scored on. Like this is a player that I, I wish I, we had brought more younger players. To yeah, honest. if we if we were identifying it, look, I know I know as we go deeper, uh, the harder it is for for BJ to probably roll out players that I think haven't necessarily rewarded him with the trust um, that are on the younger side. But I say go with Jalen Neal again. I don't think he, you know, he had a couple. He, it's basically two, three moments in a game where you know when you get against the good teams, you get scored on, right? Um, but I think against Panama, why not? I don't think Panama are so much better that you can't. Now, if we go into a final, I'm gonna have a lot more to figure out <laughs> of like how you do it. But for Panama, I'm saying play Jalen Neal, keep him going. Okay, I, I'm I'm the same, but I, I think it's a conversation worth having because because he wasn't lights out tonight and. and mm -hmm. And neither was Miles. And so I wonder yeah. if that's going to make the coaching staff reconsider how they want to play moving forward. Brian Reynolds, I, I thought, was fine. I My issue with Brian Reynolds tonight I was that Julian – Well, my issue with him was because Julian Gressel was in front of him. Like, if we want to talk about the starting lineup, when you put a Julian Gressel in who likes to hang by the sideline, totally cool, but you can't have a Brian Reynolds who also likes to do the same right behind him. It's like they just get into each other's way, and Brian Reynolds gets a little more handcuffed in what makes him special. And so yeah. – you kind of negate that, you know, you could have potentially taken out Brian Reynolds and and gone with like a back three and and had Julian Gressel be the, the right wing back where I think that's where he plays his strongest. And and we could argue Brian Reynolds is the same. So it felt like we duplicated a player there when we didn't need to. And we yeah. could have potentially brought in a, a, a winger that operates a little bit more centrally or can in those spaces uh, because it's half spaces so that so that Brian Reynolds could be our width. I thought there was a big, bit of a big miss there. Uh, Dewan Jones, again, my only issue with him is I thought he played too safe for a good majority of the game, but he also dropped in an, a, a dime to Brandon Vasquez for the header. So yeah. so I, I like when he's looking to play forward. I like that he identified that there was a one-on-one -on -one there against Vittoria, the center back, and he put in a peach of a, a ball that, that Brandon Vasquez could, could hit with power. I, I, I wish we had that more recognition. It felt like when we were hitting crosses in, especially when Ferreira was the nine, that dude was one versus three a lot. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah. for whatever reason, Canada just allows Brandon Vasquez to be one-on-one -on -one with Vittoria. And at least there was a recognition from our team, hey, this is a good time to whip it into the box, as opposed to kind of the hope, the hopeful crosses, which is kind of what felt like we were hitting earlier on. So I don't know if you wanted to make any changes to the yeah. outside backs, you know, but but I think well, that I, I think Brian again, Reynolds, my issue with him was more that Julian Gressel was in front of him, which isn't really his fault. Yeah, and then also uh, for me, there was just so many as you uh, as you mentioned, square and negative passes, and a lot of that I think is in the back line. That's the movement in front of them. It's also James Sands, who I think by and large had a pretty easy go for most of this tournament because he's got time and space. Started with a double pivot with with Aiden Morris, where they were playing. You know, you have another midfielder next to you there, and then the rest of the tournament was controlling teams. And this is one where you start to see the game's got to be faster. You got to have more ideas. You got to be on the half turn. You got to be more connected to players. And I think he was one that struggled to help us advance the ball forward. Not to say that's the six's job, um, but well, I think mo modern six has to, yeah, modern yeah, six has yeah. to be able to connect those 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 lines together because I would have and. Uh, maybe I, mean, I keep it the that's same. That's what we talked about with Tyler more. Adams, though, right? We yeah. want that from Tyler Adams as well. Yeah, he—that's where we think he has a little bit of maybe a lack of consistency. Sometimes he can, sometimes he can't. And and, and right. I, I do agree with you. The modern six has to be able to make those line-breaking passes. Yeah, and know. I'd like to just see again more more connected passes between the midfield three. Right at times they felt so pulled apart that when one of them got it, you look and the other one's like not even in this TV screen 
kind of chop, check back off the shoulder. Right. But that all is about, that's about movement. That's about timing. That's again about right, right. patterns of play, sharpness, confidence. And I thought tonight yeah. was a night where some of our individuals should have been able to say, got a man on my back. I'm going to spin out and be able to change the point of attack, or I'm going to do something right, individually right. that changes the dynamic of our possession because everything was just like up, back, over. And if you're a team with the intelligent players that Canada has, it's going to fight and scrap together. You're like, okay, this is easy. You're going to keep the game in front of us, which is going to right. shift together. Yeah, you're never yeah. going to make a second guess and go, oh man, like we, we need to like wake up and do something different. All right, we're going to take our last break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the midfield and the front line. And then uh, some comments made by one of our friends, Landon Donovan, about Christian Pulisic. I'm sure you guys have already seen it, but uh, we'll chime in with our two cents. So don't go anywhere. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy alongside Heath and not Chuck, but we are having a lot of fun here. Gold Cup quarterfinals are finished. The U.S. beat Canada in penalties. Luckily, I think luckily might be uh, the right word to use in this one. They'll be facing Panama on Wednesday in the semifinals. And Mexico, Jamaica in the other semifinal. And it's uh, shaping up to be a pretty fun final four. So we're, we're excited to see how everybody plays. But getting back into our conversation, Heath, mm-hmm. about uh, the lines. Let's talk Let's talk midfield. We did kind of wingbacks, goalkeepers, centerbacks, that type of stuff. And, and a little bit about James Sands. But Mihalovic, Busio, I did want to explore that one step further because I agree with you that it felt disjointed. And I think there's an element of what Canada is doing, of course, to, to clog that space that these guys had the luxury of playing St. Kitts and then playing Trinidad in back-to-back games where, okay, maybe it was tight like that for the first 10 or 15 minutes, but then at some point everything loosens up and the game becomes a little bit easier and then you score and then they get down on themselves and the space gets even bigger. And then it's just a kind of, you know, kick around with your buddies uh, at the park. And and then it's not much of a game. But Canada was up for it. We knew they were going to be, and that was going to provide a different opportunity to see these players under some real pressure. Uh, trying to solve problems, which which we have an issue no matter, even with our first team, right, we, against Netherlands. I, I still am disappointed, not only in the coaching staff, because I thought they could have made adjustments at halftime and didn't, but but also in the players for not solving problems in real time and taking the the kind of what the Dutch were giving them. And, and even tonight with Canada, can we solve those issues? They clearly have a plan. They're sticking to their plan. And they're not going to get out of that plan until you expose them. And there was one sequence in the first half, Heath, where it's like, here we go. From one defender to the next defender to the next defender. We're not moving anybody around. But then one of our center backs, I think it was Miles, or it could have been Jalen, played a nice, probably a highly dangerous through, like a pass into the middle of the field, but it unlocked the pressure from Canada. We ended up getting a corner. I think we ended up getting a good chance off of it. And there just wasn't enough of that. 
But I saw a glimpse of what was possible when everybody, the timing of the movement was very good, that there was a good third person running. And, and, and I wish I had seen more of that. That That's the evolution of the team, especially because we've been through this. It's not like this is the first game of the tournament. Now we've been together for what, over two weeks? There should be some of that uh, uh, I hate this word. It's a corporate word. It's synergy, right? Between the guys. Mm-hmm. And, and that was lacking tonight. Synergies, Jimmy. Synergies. Synergies. <laughs> and, and Mihalovic, that's why we want, like, we're all clamoring for more Mihalovic. I, I want to see more of him. And, and tonight, he didn't get maybe the ball that he, he wanted in certain areas. That's not, again, it's not always on him. But, but if you want to break into the first team consistently, mm-hmm. you got to be a guy that, like, okay, this game or the opponent is taking something away from me tonight. How can I still have an influence and impact on this game? And I don't think uh, Georgi Mihalovic did a good job of, of figuring that out that he just using him as an example. He's not alone. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, but I agree. Right. Like if, if you're a player that prefers to, to uh, be facing the game when you, when you have the ball at your feet, then you've got to figure out how to get that ball into good spots. Right. But you also have to be able to create things individually. And I thought that he did that previously. And I was really excited about him. Look, I, I also want to say that this is not our a team. It's probably not even our B team. These players have an opportunity. It was a completely off night as a group. And as a team, we'd be having a very different conversation right now. If the U S lost in the quarterfinals of this gold cup, Jimmy, they found a way to get yeah, out of it yeah, and yeah, a yeah. really bad performance that we didn't deserve to get through, but it's <laughs> not on me. I didn't, I didn't get them through. It? You didn't get them through. They got themselves through somehow. That's, very, good so that's, point. that's at least a, a silver lining to a really bad night for this team and some really bad individual performances. And the, 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 the hard part when you go to break down a game like this is usually, like we said, we went, we can go line to line and it's really hard to like identify or say, you know what? This player shouldn't, or that player shouldn't get the next run. The whole team was bad tonight other than what the two players that we discussed, right? I think bad is maybe extreme, just indifferent. Sure, um, sure. And, and, and which I think is bad when you're the favorite team, you shouldn't be indifferent as a group or as individuals. And I think not enough players did enough um, tonight, which is really disappointing. I hope, although fortunately we don't have a bunch of other players that we could change um, uh, for the, for the next game that I think he's going to go to or well, trust. No, no, um, this is a great segue. Let's talk about the wingers then, because I think those are two spots where you can change. I, 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 I've tried to be as neutral as possible on Zendejas. Honestly, I was excited. He, he wanted to play for us over Mexico. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously I've seen him score and do some great things for club America, his club. I, I there there's upside there that I can see, but for whatever reason, it's not translating to anything impactful. I'm like, what is this? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm done. I think I'm done waiting. I, I'm ready to let somebody else uh, take that opportunity now. And, did, you and break, I, did you just I break up? Did to... you just break up with Zendejas? I did. I'm, I'm, sw- I'm not swiping right <laughs> on Zendejas. It's gonna it's gonna uh, take a lot, I think, for him to get me back on on his side. And, and it's not that he's. I mean, the work rate's there. His desire to want to make plays. I, in some ways, I think he's just trying too hard. And so, how do you how do you work with that? Because it seems like because then it ends up getting you get into your own way. I, you work with it and if you're the coach, like, hey, just play what you see, play quick, play and move. Because that's when I think he's at his best. Get it, play it, move. But there were times, too, where he would have a chance to shoot and there's like eight guys in front of him. And instead of maybe making the little pass out wide because he can recognize there's eight pass, he just shoots right into like eight guys. And that mm-hmm. little that, those little things piss me off. Like, dude, just play simple. It's clearly got eight guys in front of you. So so I was these little little notes I'm taking of him. I, I, again, I can see his value, but I 
maybe my expectations were a little higher than they needed to be with him. I, I, I'm ready to see, I'm ready to give Cade Cal, like speaking about Jalen Neal, I'm ready to give Cade Cal and let's just roll with a younger player and give him more experience in a big game. And I think Panama's going to, they're going to be tough. And, and, and then on the other side, I don't know if Julian Gressel was the right fit for tonight. I don't think he, he, he lived up to the starting position tonight. Uh, so mm. I know that, we talked about Roldan going into this one. I thought when Roldan came on, there's there's a certain calmness to him that I, I appreciate, and I think that's just experience. And and uh, so well, it's never gonna be, it's never up. gonna be great. It's never gonna be it's never gonna be what we hope our wingers gonna be with Roldan, right? But but, but gonna, you're gonna know what you're gonna get. And I think there's right, a but if you bring Roldan, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but if you bring Roldan on, it just gets me back to my Brian Reynolds point, right? You, yeah. Brian Reynolds really has more of a channel to run into because Roldan will, will slot in. A little bit more central, and I think that's important to get the most out of Brian Reynolds. Yeah, but uh, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you like 18 times tonight. No, it's okay. It's 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 tough to like uh, finish <laughs> a thought after a game like this. Um, but but yeah, I I think I think when I go back to where the lineup that I wanted, as I said, if Zendejas was on the other side, then maybe I would start him. But I would I would look at Cade Cowell again. I think he struggled. I don't think there's another another option. And and rolled on. Well, okay, well, let's say like this: Brandon Vasquez, you start him. And have Ferrer drop off his shoulder because I don't I don't see why not at this point, right? Because if you're Ferrer if you're playing Panama, more central midfield at that point, and and because Gressel was still on the field, so you it's you it's could put Ferrer a little bit higher. On paper, I think Panama are the third best, like probably the the team we should be most excited to play against of of Mexico, Jamaica, and Panama is the final four teams, and so I think we do have a little bit. I think even though Panama are very good. I think it will afford us the ability to 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 play a a, a Cade Cowell and a, and a Roldan, and then have uh, you can go with Ferreira again, where I think he will get the ball. I don't think Panama will sit deep against us. I mean, maybe they will, um, but if no. they do, that's a little bit of like BJ's got to basically break that down and say if that's the case, then we can't have Ferreira and Busio being the only ones going forward. Yeah, then let's put in Vasquez. And let Jesus Ferreira play off the shoulder. And then you decide between Busio and Mihailovic. At this point, maybe you go with my, uh, uh, Busio. And then at halftime, if that's not working, then just make the change. If Vasquez not getting the ball or being impactful with all the things that make him good, then you can make the change. Or Ferreira, right. if he right. is. I mean, they're yeah, obviously sure. going to keep Ferreira on the field. But I think you can make that change where we need to be able to look at these teams differently. And even at times, and we're seeing this happening more and more in the modern game, Jimmy, is let Ferreira play up top with Vasquez for a little bit. When you can occupy center backs and you can find the ball, even a relief ball under pressure, just to lump it up, let Vasquez hold it. And every time he checks backs to hold, hold it, Ferreira runs in behind or another Busio runs in behind. It is a game, is it a style of game that's starting to come back to life in, in terms of popularity. And I think it, it can be really impactful instead of us having to be the team that has to pass through every yeah. single line to get it to our striker. Occasionally, hit it to Brian Ching. Let him fight for the ball and yeah, bring right, it down. Right. Draw a foul, like so, earn some I'm space. Glad, listen, I'm glad you brought that up because there were times where we were hitting long balls where half the team wasn't even they're like all checking back. And then we hit a long ball and there's like nobody there to win the second ball. That needs to be addressed yeah. as well because that happened a lot and I got a little pissed about it too. And I was yelling at the at the TV. Like, you know, I'm just, city. I'm, Lump it long, lay it I'm off. just watching the game by oh, myself after. and I'm I'm yelling because I, it frustrates me when 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 Miles or or Jalen decided to hit a long ball and there were like seven guys checking back. Or whatever, and he hits it, and then there's nobody there for the second one. It, that pisses me off. I hate when that happens. All right, man. before we let everybody go, and I, I got to sit back, and I'm sure Heath does as well. We got to sit and process all these thoughts, and and, and uh, sleep with this, these things in our frontal lobes, and figure Those out players. What comes. But we, we have a show that. tomorrow. We have a show tomorrow, which will include mm -hmm. our preview for Panama. 
Okay. And the game again is on Wednesday, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited for that one. But, but before we let everybody go, our old teammate and friends, Landon Donovan, LD. Said, said these things about Christian Pulisic. And, and I'm going to read you the quotes. I'm going to give you my thought, Heath, and then I want to hear from you. Okay. So right. Landon, you want to you want to you want to say this for tonight, or you want to do it? Say it for tomorrow. You want to no, do it no, tonight? no, no. We got to do it tonight. Okay. There's not much to say about. There's not much to say about. Okay. So, so Landon Donovan said that Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, excuse me, don't have to say his name, should have moved to MLS. He quote, "This is a quote. The World Cup is coming in three years. This is a once in a lifetime tournament. He's going to be in the prime of his career. His life as a soccer player, his earning potential. I'm sure he's making plenty of money, but the ability to come to MLS, kind of like Messi did." I'm not so sure there wasn't a bigger reason for Messi, the World Cup coming here. Landon continues. I think it would have been a great move for the Galaxy to go out and get Christian, bring him here, pay him whatever you wanted to pay him or whatever he wants, bring an American superstar who has global recognition back to MLS ahead of the World Cup. I think it would have been a great move, and I can hear the Twitterverse going crazy. He's absolutely goddamn right they're going crazy. My biggest thing is him him still going. My biggest thing is he needs to play. I know we all said when he went to Chelsea he's going to play a lot. He didn't play a lot, especially last year. At Milan, I, didn't, I, I didn't would say think, that. <laughs> yeah, in Milan, I would think he's going to play a lot, but you just don't know. End quote. Listen, they Welcome shouldn't allow Landon Donovan to drink before he gets on television. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I oh got. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I mean, I like. I've Landon, never heard it. LD, we love I, you, dude. But like, what? It just sounds like a like a really privileged take of like, what, dude? Why why go and compete when you can just have what everything? And you're just like, yeah, but the one thing he won't have is the thing that's going to make him the best player possible. And that's to be in a challenging environment, right? We know that he could come back. We watched Josie do it. We watched Michael Bradley do it. Um, I, I get it. Like, we watched Landon go on loans, have Landon. success for lo- short periods and come back. Landon never got the bag like the others did. I, I think if Landon had come back now, he'd, he'd get crazy, crazy money at, at the level that he was at. But I, I just think that, in theory, it makes sense. But also, if that was the case, and Pulisic went to Milan and didn't play for a year, He'll just do it in a year, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. then go like, and do it in a year. What's the chance? Yeah. Like what's I, the difference? I, but like, I, I, I will say this. There are people. He's got to regret making that comment. He's going to regret Oh, for it. sure. Oh, for, for, for sure. I, I, you know where he's going with that. I get but it. In I reality, get it. I understand. I understand. He said that he's like not at his prime. The kid's 24. Of course <laughs> yeah. he's not at his prime yet. Like he's, he's 24. Not, he's got, he's got yeah. three years, three or four yeah. years before he hits his prime. Yeah. And like, I know he's had some injury issues and maybe that's into the context of all that, but like. Yeah, man, I promise you, he's probably going to Saudi Arabia if he's if <laughs> if yeah, if, if you're gonna go from the money, yeah, yeah, he'll get That's playing true. time there, and uh, and and he'll get whatever he really wants uh, yes, from yes. a financial standpoint, like so, like bigger um, than any bag he's ever had for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Landon's gonna give us a hard time if he if he sees and hears this for uh, busting his balls, but we have to do it. We're former teammates, you know, and that's what you yeah. do uh, when you say when you say stuff that doesn't make any sense. But I I, I get. Like in theory, like in paper, of course, it'd be great to have an American superstar who's, you know, getting closer to entering his prime, really firing everybody up before the World Cup happens here in 26. But the game is so global now and so easily accessible. I think we can all still celebrate what Christian's doing, even if he's playing in Serie A. Speaking of which, that's on Paramount Plus. If you guys haven't subscribed for that, you're going to have to do it now because Christian's mm-hmm. going to AC Milan. And that's exciting news. We got other transfer stuff to talk about, but we'll save it for tomorrow. We got a show 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you come back and join us. So on behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, Hollywood Heath Pierce, and me, Conrad Dino, Cream Cheese, Conrad, also known as Jim. Hey, big crowd thank tonight. You. Thanks for joining us. Big, big crowd. crowd. Thank you for the guys. Yeah. Thank you for all your support. We appreciate you. We'll go back 
and get after it again yeah. tomorrow. So that should be US a lot of fun. Come back and join us. You guys were great. You guys are awesome. We really love you. In soccer, we trust us. The trust fund. And uh, yeah, let's do it again tomorrow. Later. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.